Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. You look a little strange today, Ken. Uh, I'm in an evil frame of mind, John. Snap out of it. It's time to do philosophy talk. I'm not talking about my mood. I mean, I'm thinking about evil, our, our topic for today. Why is there so much evil in the world? Well, what's surprising about that? What did you expect? The world suffused with goodness? Well, yeah, sort of. I mean, look, if the world was created by a supremely powerful, supremely loving God, I mean... He has the power to stop evil, and shouldn't he have the will to stop evil? But there's all this evil. And if there's no God, then there should be no such thing as evil at all, right? You've talked yourself into a fine mess, Ken. Let's see if we can rid you of some of your demons when Philosophy Talk continues after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 FM KALW, San Francisco's oldest and by far most innovative public radio station. Continuing conversations that began at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. And today we're going to talk about evil, John, the problem of evil. Yeah, now let's first think about Who's it a problem for? And at least one theme that I'm sure we'll hit is the connection between evil and God. There's lots of abstract arguments philosophers use to convince people that there is or isn't a God, but in among ordinary people, ordinary thoughtful people, there's two big ones, right? Uh, why is there good in the world? Well, that's the argument from design. Somebody must have figured out such uh, on a sunny day on the beach, uh, when you're picking fruit off a tree, it's hard to believe that somebody didn't design this for us. Yeah. But if if there is a God in charge of things, why is there so much bad stuff that happens, so much evil? Why is there a Holocaust? Why is there AIDS? Why is there Jeffrey Dahmer? Those are those are questions that have led people to doubt the existence right. of that's, God. I think that's really one of the most powerful. If God has all this power, he can stop evil. If he has all this goodwill, all this benevolence, he should will to stop evil, but he doesn't do either. So how could there be such a thing? You know, but some people say, especially religious people say, look, if there is no God, if there is no God, then, as Dostoevsky has one of the brothers, Karamazov, say, everything is permitted. And that means, I guess, there's no distinction between good and evil because it's all just the whim of man. So, I mean, the very fact of evil argues for the existence of God, don't you think? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not fully convinced that evil is something that requires God to exist. I'm a little like uh, Potter Stewart uh, was with respect to pornography. He said he doesn't know what it was, but he knows it when he sees it. Well, I don't have a definition for evil, maybe, but I, I know it, and I, I, I think it's there even if you don't believe in God. When you, I heard a Holocaust victim uh, interviewed on the radio uh, yesterday, the 60th anniversary of, uh, of the closing of Auschwitz, and uh, that's evil. The stuff she described was evil, and, and you don't have to go to to Auschwitz to find well, yeah, evil you're certainly tr you're certainly true. And when you're saying the stuff that she described was evil, I mean, that means it's beyond, I mean, you're suggesting, and I think you're right, it's beyond ordinary badness. I mean, uh, you know, cutting somebody off in the street in traffic is bad, right? But killing millions of people is more than just bad. It's evil. And calling something evil is a really special kind of act, I think. You're, you're expressing a really negative attitude toward 
toward someone when you call them evil? Well, uh, to me, I, I think evil lurks in the hearts of at least some men, and I think it's there, and women too, I suppose. I think it's there whether God exists or not, but we'll learn more about that. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and you don't have to go, and I think you're right, it lurks everywhere. You don't have to go back to Auschwitz or over to Somalia or any of these other awful places in the world to see evil. You can see it right on our own streets, and Amy Standen is uh, talked to somebody who's rubbed his face in evil. She files this report. If you work in law enforcement, you don't have to go far to confront evil, or what often looks like it. At least that's the case with a detective I talked to named Cliff Harris. Harris has done police work for years, including stints on homicide and domestic abuse cases and the Division for Crimes Against Children. I asked him what that work was like. It entailed investigating cases involving alleged child molestation, child endangering, child homicides. It involved arresting suspects, writing search warrants, appearing in court, giving testimony, you know, abandoned children, mothers under the influence of drugs, uh, going to ER rooms and taking custody away from a mom, temporarily giving her to the courts, those kinds of things. In some cases, you had sad, sad situations where you had incest that involved a father with the mom's knowledge in some cases. In some cases, you had professionals, firefighters who were suspects. And in some cases, you had people of trust. When I say that, I mean people that were in the clergy that were molesting children. It was pretty, uh, pretty disgusting. That brings a case to mind regarding a minister who had seven daughters and had molested six of seven daughters. And the only reason he had molested the seventh daughter was because she was too young. When you talk about evil, that, to me, was evil. Because of what he represented, because they were supposed to be people of trust. It's always devastating when you have people of trust violating that trust. Most vulnerable in our society are, are our kids. It takes, to me, it takes an evil person to do those kinds of things. I, I can't think of another name to put on them. So what exactly is evil? This is Dr. Hunter McQuistian, a psychiatrist at New York's Mount Sinai School of Medicine. It's a way for us to rationalize and describe our own fear and our own anger towards that person or a group of people, because otherwise we'll be, we would be conflicted about being angry. If we can label them as evil, it makes it okay for us to be absolutely enraged. It makes them a separate class of being. So is there such a thing as an evil person? No. Is there such a thing as a good person? There's good and there's evil. I mean, these are social constructs. You know, I mean, in the, in the vernacular, we can say that there are evil people and there are good people. But really, on another level, what qualities are we talking about? and What feelings of our own are we talking about as well? For Philosophy Talk, this is Amy Standen. You can listen to the rest of this program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.